What up? This is Myron, and you are listening or watching the Rye Bread and Mustard, a Mariners podcast. That down on the docks on the other side of the tracks, dive bar style podcast of and about the Seattle Mariners that you are listening wherever you're getting that podcast action from. Listen, I'm not going to judge as long as you're liking, subscribing, and all those good things. And those feelings go for our YouTube channel as well. Again, just hit that subscribe. If you want those notifications when all these videos come out, great. If you don't, you don't want to be bugged, that's all right. Still subscribe. Just turn off those notifications. We've made this shit real simple for you. Again, rating this podcast really helps out. You know, we like those five tool baseball players on this podcast, but you know what we love more than that? Those five star reviews. So give your five star dive bar Seattle Mariners podcast that five star review. All right. That's all the house cleaning for today. Keep this nice and simple for you. The Seattle Mariners and Matt Chapman. There may be some interest there. Uh, seems like the fan base is pretty split on it. I'm actually pretty split on it. Uh, so I had to hit up the ninja and say, let's talk about this. Let's, let's put out, let's put out a, I wouldn't call this an emergency episode. I would just call this a very, some sort of heightened interest episode on the subject. Anyways, I needed somebody to talk to about it. So I hit up the Ninja. What's going on, Ninja? What's going on? Just going over some stats. Well, if you're watching on the YouTube channel, uh, and, uh, you want to comment of where you think here in the picture, the Ninja is, uh, please let us know in the comments. All right, Ninja, uh, you have seen and heard the rumblings of Matt Chapman. I know that the Mariners aren't the only team that are kind of linked to possibly bringing him in, but I honestly think it's kind of weird that the Mariners would be linked to him. What's your whole feeling and what have you heard? Well, maybe his, the, his price is going down because I think his – you know, he was around a $20 million player. So that's why, like, so maybe now this is down to 15 million and that's a doable thing for us. One year, 15 million. I don't think he's going to do one year. That's the thing, unless he's completely screwed up. Uh, I mean, I'm, let me see. Let me just scroll back here. If I can remember correctly, I believe he turned down an extension with the Blue Jays that was around. $100 million, whether that was four years or five years, he turned down a lot of money. So I don't understand why you would do a one year for $15 million. So that's where I just don't see that happening. Yeah, I mean, that's about what I see the Mariners wanting to spend for our next player. I don't see him going over a $20 million mark. You know, if you're going to go for $20 million, then you might as well, I, I think, add it. You know, what's his name? Jeff Montgomery. I think he's still available. Mm -hmm. A pitcher. I'd rather go over a pitcher. After going over the stats, and you know, I have my own personal, you know, feelings about Matt Chapman because I had to watch him play against the Mariners, and it seemed like he was always doing really good against us. You know, so but then reflecting back on like his his stats against everybody else, well, he's you know, batting what two ten? He's got two forty lifetime, something like that. His, his number is a little bit lower than I expected, but he did win the four gold gloves. So, yeah, I mean, he there is that part of it is that he is a run preventer, which is uh, plays into the Mariners' strong point. Um, and the Mariners have built the last what god, how many years of pretty much having a real solid defender there at third base, but Matt Chapman would be. 
uh, a whole step up from a Eugenio with the glove. A Eugenio was what ranked third best third baseman in the American league last year. Obviously Chapman was number one, but prior to that we had uh, Kyle Seeger. So, and prior to that we had uh hall of famer, Adrian Beltre. So, I mean, we've had a uh, solid defense at third base. That's kind of our makeup and maybe going into this year, this is the first time in a long time that, there's that huge question mark there, at least defensively. He won the gold glove last year over Gino. So, I, you know, I I would have said a tie. I was going to give it to Gino. I thought he had a really good year. I guess I didn't get to watch enough of Matt Chapman, but, man, Gino sure had a good defensive season last year. And, I mean, he's got a lifetime, what, 961 fielding percentage. He's got the four gold gloves, like you said just recently coming off of a gold glove. Imagine a gold glover already coming over to work with our wizard, Perry Hill. I think it would be a, a good fit for us defensively. Offensively, you know, he could have a bounce back season, but he's still one of those um, strikes out quite a bit guys that we're trying to get away from. So it's kind of like yeah. why we get why get away from Gino when you're going to get a little bit of a defensive bump, but you're going to, yeah. I'm looking at it too. He he made 25 million over the last two years, so he's about 12 and a half million a year for the last two years. And so I can't imagine yeah. him getting much more of a bump up to like 20 million than that. I don't know where those numbers are coming from. Maybe it was just the whole didn't want to be in Toronto anymore. I mean, but you he went there as a free agent. Yeah, $25 million over two years. But this extension was somewhere reportedly around $100 million. But again, uh, you could make that decision, gamble, yeah. not take the sure money, and it not pay off. I don't think it worked um, out for me, him. You know? Well, he's a Boris guy, too. They're going to be stubborn. Yeah. He's going to be stubborn about this. Still, I'm still thinking if you're going to do even a two-year deal, it's going to be over $20 million. If you are doing like a four-year deal, I could see maybe something around like $17 million. Um, but again, uh, you said it. You just said it right there. We're going away from this big swing and miss, uh, high strikeout uh, ratio bullshit that we've been seeing for years. And you go back and you look at last year, uh, struck out 165 times, 581 plate appearances. In 2022, uh, Matt Chapman, 621 plate appearances with 170 strikeouts. But he was, you know, I remember his last year in Oakland. We'll look it up right here. Yeah, hit 210, 202 strikeouts. So if he's having an off season, which at this age – what, how many, six, seven seasons into the game? He's 30, he'll be 40 this year. I mean, he'll be 31 he's this year. He's, he's, yeah, he's 30 right now. He'll be, he'll turn 31. I know it, he's, he's only 30 turning 31, like you said, but since we've seen him so many times and with the A's, I almost feel like he is turning 40. Like we've been watching this guy forever. Um, but again, like, I don't see the Mariners being able to spend that money right now because they don't have it. They haven't went out and showed us that they could do this. The biggest signing that they've had in a while is uh, Mitch Garver. Um, but the thing about Chapman, he is durable. You're looking at the games played in his career. Uh, once he got going here, 145, 
156. Let's skip over the yeah. COVID season. 151, 155, 140. So just like Kyle Seeger and just like Eugenio Suarez, this guy is going to get out there and play every day. Yeah. You do get a bit concerned at when you look at his batting average. Yeah, he's a career 240 hitter. Um, last year he hit his average of 240. The year before that, 229, 210. So it looks like 2021 was, uh, you know, seems like his a downswing offensively. It seems like he has picked things up a bit since 2021. Yeah, I mean, he's borderline Richie Sexton numbers, right? But Richie Sexton <laughs> yeah. hit more hit. Richie Sexton hit more home runs. We're getting to that batting 220 and hitting 30 home runs. Uh, are you going to get flexibility out of it? He, if you sign him, he's going to be your everyday third baseman. He's going to be yeah. a bot, a bottom of the lineup guy. So, but if he turns into your everyday third baseman, then what are you doing with Rojas? What are you doing with Urias? What happens mm -hmm. there? Or, or do you go out and just grab another arm by trading um, some of these position players? Because you wouldn't need all these guys. You also have Ryan Bliss in the minors. Also, somebody else that could do a spot start at third base is Jorge Polanco. Um, Rojas mm -hmm. is a uh, naturally a third baseman. Um, Luis Urias, I feel like you could get something for both of those players if you made this move. I'm not thinking the Mariners are going to do it. I think maybe you might see him end up with the Chicago Cubs or the San Francisco Giants. I'm also on the fence about bringing Matt Chapman in because I just don't see him having a bounce back uh, offensive year. I feel mm -hmm. like this is what he is. He's a strikeout guy. He's going to hit 230, 240. He's going to get you around, what, 20 home runs. But the run prevention at third base is something I'm thinking about right now. Um, yeah. I think what people are seeing and why it's – you know, going the rumor mills because if you look at all the free agency, free agents that are still available, he's like the only guy that really matches with anything close to what we need right now. You know, everyone I mean, else could, has been signed or. I mean, we could, we could use a, a Cody Bellinger. I'm not completely sold on what we have out there in the outfield. I mean, uh, mm -hmm. if you could get Cody Bellinger somehow and put him in left or right field, then you have a really strong platoon with, you know, Hanniger and Luke Rayleigh left and right. And then you can have a uh, uh, Canzone as your uh, fifth outfielder or fourth or fifth outfielder, or Hey, like, like we were just saying there, if you do sign one of these guys, then maybe some of these other players, these serviceable serviceable pieces that the Mariners have these depth pieces Teams are going to need those, and the Mariners could go out and maybe get another bullpen arm with that if that were to happen. So the World Series, where a pitch is not just a pitch, it's a World Series pitch. Where a hit is not just a hit, it's a World Series hit. A win is not just a win, it's a World Series win. Now you've got a chance to win a trip to the 1984 World Series by entering Major League Baseball's Grand Slam sweepstakes at all Major League ballparks and participating retailers. Baseball fever, catch it! The preceding message was furnished by Major League Baseball.
So as far as what's left out there on the free agency market, like you're talking about, you got Chapman, you got the biggest one is probably Cody Bellinger and you got Snell and you got Montgomery. That's probably the one, two, three, four. Yeah. Give me JD, JD Martinez, right? So, which the Mariners yeah. aren't going to, the, mm-hmm. the Mariners aren't going to uh, go after JD Martinez. They already got their DH. Um, so right now uh, I would say Matt Chapman would be like the, Second thing I think the Mariners need the most, I would say Cody Bellinger would be number one. Can they afford him? Are they going to get him? No. Um, I also feel like that is the same answer for Matt Chapman. And if it were up to me, I would probably um, not go after Matt Chapman if it was anything more than two years and if it was anything north of $16 I think you're right. Give me any of those four guys, but it's not going to happen. You know, I, if money wasn't a factor, then, you know, Chapman is definitely an upgrade for our team, no matter how you put it. But if we're constrained by, you know, money, then I think we should hold out for probably a, another starting pitcher. Yeah. But as far as his defense, I mean, this guy puts on clinics. He's got an arm. He's he's an absolute vacuum. You, know, you don't get four gold gloves, you know, accidentally, especially at third base, especially with all the other really good third basemen playing in the American mm-hmm. League in the last few years. Definitely. I, his defense would, you know, that's where he gets his, his war from. His, you know, he had a pretty good war last year, but, you know, it would be interesting. Yeah, so let's you speak of you speak of uh, his war. So let's just look up Matt Chapman's war. Defensive war is. So I saw his total war for last year was like four point four. His total defensive was, war. No, his total war. His total war. Yeah. Four point four. Yeah, I'm looking at his offensive stats. You know. Um, must have got some of that from his defense <laughs> by winning a gold glove. And yeah, well, you know, he again 240 last year on base percentage of 330. His OPS was below eight, 754, only 17 jacks, 54 RBIs. Granted, he was on an offense that he wasn't <laughs> really needed. I mean, Toronto's fucking destroys the ball so i feel like he was a great fit in toronto i could see why toronto wanted to keep him there but as far as the offensive numbers it's not that much of an upgrade from what you're probably going to get out of the platoon between those two or uh, what you got from a eugenio it's a lateral move but it's the defensive prowess is what you are paying for and i think that's the thing that would improve the team i don't think it necessarily improves the, the lineup too much yeah imagine he'd be hitting you know what the bottom of the order somewhere seven eight or nine yeah i mean hanniger's slated to be seven or eight so i think it would be like right down around in there probably you're right yeah seven or eight well that's not bad seven or eight hitter it's better than what we've had in the past well at third base sure as a whole but at third base i mean a eugenio uh, the strikeouts were there last year, but he still hit over 20 home runs, still drove in over 80 RBIs. Uh, so Matt Chapman's not 
anywhere close on the RBIs uh, around the home runs, about five or six less than A. Eugenio. So to me, when you passed up on A. Eugenio, who's make was making what 12 million this year, going out and getting Matt Chapman and spending the extra probably five or six million dollars, is it really worth it? It's better than nothing. You know, if that's their plan, if they're not going to go after another player, then do something. That's a, that's how I feel. Again, I'm just looking this up. Chapman's, let's just get exact. He was issued a qualifying offer of $20.325 million. He declined that, and then I think he declined a multi-year deal um, that it says reports up to $100 million. So I just don't. I don't understand why that was denied, but um, I'm trying to look that up. But going back a couple of months and looking up a couple of articles, it looks like he was thinking or he was projected to get like a six year deal, was looking for a six year deal for around one hundred and twenty seven million. I think he's overestimating his worth. A jump from two point five, you know, from twelve point five million to over twenty million on that kind of performance from last year, you know. Yeah, I, offensively, no way. No way. No way. No way. I feel like he's earned maybe a couple million more dollars a year from from his defense, from the defensive side. Sure, get a little bit of a bump, but these offensive numbers are not impressive. And the strikeouts, again, that's something that the Mariners are trying to go away from. It's something that me as a fan, I don't want to watch. So for me, I would pass on him, like I said, unless it was like under $15 million. Um, But then again, why'd you move on from a Eugenio, somebody that was a solid defender? Um, I know that there were some reports like, oh, well, last year, or maybe it came from, Divish that the Mariners were frustrated that like he was a bit out of shape or he came into camp. How, however, and then he went to the WBC. If he was out of shape and wasn't healthy, he wouldn't have played 162 fucking games last year. So unless you're really hot on what you wanted to get from Arizona, um, getting Matt Chapman and spending a couple extra million dollars to have him over a Eugenio. I don't know. I mean, it's a couple years younger. Sure. But offensively, it, there's nothing to be impressed about with Matt Chapman. No, you'd have right to get now, reports I, that he was in the in the lab working on his swing all the whole offseason, and he's been working with coaching. You know, those are the type of like Ty France reports you want to see out of Matt Chapman. But I don't think so. Yeah, because with Matt Chapman, I can understand if it was the other way around. Let's just say he was a third baseman that's clobbering the ball, but his defense is at times a little bit shaky. Well, I'd feel better about it because there's a track record of what uh, of what Perry Hill does with the players. We don't have somebody that we know about that can break through to these hitters yet. I know we got six or seven different kind of batting coaches and offensive coordinators or whatever, but still that has remained to be unproven from the Mariners. But as far as the defense, I get it. But – just saying, hey, we're bringing in this guy. It's not really going to help us offensively. Well, that's what the Mariners need the most help at right now. 
the Mariners are still a bat short. They're still a star, like impact bat short. But maybe that's something that they can acquire down the line. Maybe that's something that we see them acquire in June or July or right at the trade deadline. And the Mariners do have the assets to trade for that. And maybe they're holding out for somebody like Nolan Ariano. Yeah, he only makes like $24 million a year. So. Well, that's what I'm stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what, uh, that's what Chapman thinks he's worth. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) would you rather have that or would you have Chapman? I would rather trade for Jose Ramirez from Cleveland. Go out and get that guy. Jose Ramirez is making 17 million a year. So if you're telling me that Matt Chapman is worth more money than Jose Ramirez, then you're smoking. You were smoking some of that under the Ballard bridge fentanyl he's not but that seems like what he wants so for me it's a pass on matt chapman and for you (laughs) i don't know man yeah it's a it's a definite pass for me but also i want to see him do something if that's all that's left you know if the free agency like board is cleared and that's you know, the last guy on it, then his value is going to go up. And, you know, because he's the last guy that would kind of fit on our team. Tony, you're hitting every fastball. Throw something else. Try a change up. That's it. Cool. Winners play smart and eat smart, like this complete breakfast, including Kellogg's Frosted Flakes. There's the You'll show you a tiger. Show what you can do. Taste of Kellogg's Now, in special boxes of Kellogg's Frosted Flakes, a great action mini poster of Nolan Ryan, Reggie Jackson, or me, Ken Griffey Jr. I'm the good-looking one. Yeah, well, anyways, that's our episode for today. We just wanted to come on here and just talk about it. We're actually going to talk about it on the phone. I said, fuck it, let's record it for the pod. Um, thanks again for liking, subscribing, and following the Rye Bread and Mustard a Mariners podcast. If you're not, what the fuck are you waiting for? Get it done now. Go ahead and give us one of those reviews, too. We love those five-star reviews. More than we like those five-tool baseball players, to be honest with you. Um, am I pandering? Yes. Anyways, check us out on our socials. Check us out on the YouTube channel that I've plugged, uh, as well as... Opening day, big announcement. Opening day, we will be back at the Mothership Tacos and Tequila as soon as they open. We got the night game with the Boston Red Sox kicking off the 2024 season. But we'll be down at Tacos and Tequila. I'll have some more updates about that. But anyways, with that being said, Ninja, you know what time it is. I got to do it. You got to do it. This is when you plug in one of Hanno's like old ones, and you just like I haven't. Plug. This is an emergency episode. This is bare bones. I don't have all the buttons to push. Charge! It was great. It sounded like you got a flat tire there at the end. <laughs>